Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the special reason you're listening to another video for the Six Run Podcast. I am your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Poochie. What's good? What's going on? What's happening? What's happening, family? Uh, yeah, I told you all in that other episode, probably like above this episode or beneath this episode or next to this episode, however you're looking at it, I told you that I had another episode that I wanted to talk to you guys on. Well, this is the episode. What's up, family? Welcome back. He is the five foot nine host of the Six Feet Podcast. Oh my God, he's got fan pals. I'll just bring him up. Give it up for Uncle Pucci! Welcome back. Welcome back. Yo, I'm not going to hold you. I'm uh, not going to lie to you guys. This is an episode that I never really knew that I was going to have. I, I didn't, as I'm, as I'm texting said lady right now, I, I never really anticipate making an episode like this anytime soon. But hey, life, right? Well, anyways, in previous episode, if you guys listened, if you didn't go back, listen right now. Hold on. You listening to this, you watching this. Why have you not liked, subscribed, shared? Hmm? What have I done to you for you not to like, subscribe, share? You are a minute and 34 seconds into this video and you still have not liked, subscribed, or shared. I mean, it's okay that you didn't comment, but why have you not liked, subscribed, or shared? Why haven't you did that? <laughs> I'm just playing, man. No, seriously, thank you for coming back to the Six Feet Under Podcast. I'm your five foot nine host, Uncle Puche. And I know you're probably sitting here looking at this video talking about, why am I watching this? What am I doing? Well, you come to me because you want some advice. What type of advice do you need? <laughs> Not good. Mm-mm. No, no. You don't come to me for the good advice. Mm-mm. Come to me because you want something real. Thank you so very much, Sister Johnson. I appreciate you. Anyways, man. So, this episode is brought to you by Progression. <laughs> no, man, this episode is brought to you by Father Time. And not in the meaning of Father Time, like I'm getting old. Oh, my gosh, Father Time. But more so like in the meaning of Father Time, like I said last episode, it brought me progression. And obviously, Father Time made me older. But like I said, it also brought me progression. And it also brought me a fiance. Yeah, yeah. Your uncle's in love. Yep, that's the aunt. You see her? You see her? I love her. I love her. I love you, baby. Mwah. No, seriously, though. It, you know, I talked about this in my last episode that I, I, ha- I have a loving support system, wonderful siblings, parents. And, you know, a slew of aunts, you know, rest in peace, Swaggy C. But one thing that I, I, I have kind of refrained from talking about, but before I took my absence, my, my little sabbatical, I was like, I can't leave without talking about my baby. <laughs> so for the next couple of minutes, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, I'm going to talk about how I became Aladdin. 
last episode, I talked to you guys and I said, look, dig this. I know you all have heard of uh, Disney movies. The same Disney movies are heard of Disney movies. Same Disney movies. We ain't heard of the Disney movies. But I know a lot of us have watched Disney movies. And from last episode, you guys checked out the Gaston problem. I realized that I shared a lot of similarities with the villain in Beauty and the Beast, Gaston, which if clarity wasn't clear enough, all I was trying to tell you guys is I had an attitude problem. And I did. In some ways, I still do. I think everyone has an attitude problem. Anyways, so I had an attitude problem and it wasn't pretty. And once I realized that I no longer wanted to be Gaston because your Uncle Pete has to go to a fantasy world sometimes, I had to ask myself, well, who do I want to be? Do I want to be a player? Do I want to be a madman? Not even really sure I ever wanted to be a lover boy either. No, I, I realized I wanted to be like Aladdin. Yeah, I wanted to be Aladdin. <laughs> I know a lot of you all who watch this movie, you're probably like, why would you want to be Aladdin? Why would you want to be Aladdin? Aladdin was a street rat. Aladdin was Poe. Aladdin was homeless. Why would you want to be Aladdin? And, you know, funny story. I always thought Aladdin was kind of a little bit of a fuckboy because he really lied to get the girl. That's always a sidebar. Like, I feel like men are Aladdin every day when we, uh, <laughs> we take it upon ourselves to lie to women about who we are and they find out we're really poor. But that wasn't why I wanted to be Aladdin. The reason why I wanted to be Aladdin is for what it was worth, Aladdin always believed that he needed more money to become a better person or he needed better status or maybe he needed a better girl. I don't know. But for what it's worth at the end, Aladdin realized that he just needed to be himself. That was it. Himself. Himself. No, nothing more, nothing less, but himself. I never... I don't know why I say this. I never really, I never really, I never really accepted playing the front role. It's crazy because a lot of men, a lot of us, like myself, who want things, we want to be received, we want to be perceived, we want to be accepted, we want to be not checked, we want all this respect, but we don't want to do nothing. I swear, us men at times, we don't want to do shit, but we want a whole bunch of shit. And that's why I know I was Aladdin. I wanted to wish it and want it. Not do it and receive it. And I realized the hard way when no damn genie coming to grant these wishes. No. Quite frankly, I would be very fucking afraid if a genie came out of a lamp and said, hey, what do you want? I will grant you those wishes. No, Shazam is not coming. And if you don't know who Shazam is, you are too damn young to talk to me. But seriously, I was Aladdin. I, I was Aladdin for the negatives and I was Aladdin for the positives. I was a motherfucker who just hoped and wished I was going to come into something. I was going to hope and wish that, I don't know, maybe something going to work itself out. I was like, I don't know. <laughs>
I don't know, some of you. Hopefully one day something will work out. And in my true Aladdin state, <clears throat> I found myself sometime this year, earlier this year, putting on my tie, putting on my white shirt, slipping on my slacks, putting on some hard shoes. Now, from what I just described, you would think I was going out for a town event. You would have thought I was going out to have a time last night. Well, truth be told, no. I was going out to go to work at my waiter job. Yeah, your Uncle P was a waiter. Can you believe that? I can. Because similar to Aladdin being a street rat, you got to start somewhere, right? You know, I was a waiter and in those moments and times when I was sitting there and I, I realized I was officially doing the Hollywood thing by being a waiter and saying I'm out here for acting, I, I, I couldn't feel more like a goddamn stereotype. I'm not going to say that was ground zero. I'm not going to say that was rock bottom because that's not true. But what I will say is that at that moment, I realized it was going to take a lot more than a goddamn gene to get me out of this place. Because genes aren't real. I have nothing against the people who work in service industry jobs. Nothing. I have nothing against them whatsoever. But it's either for you or it's not. And I can tell you something. It was not for your Uncle P. It was not. The person I was sharing a room, I'm sorry, an apartment, because I wasn't sharing a room. The person I was sharing an apartment with at the time, aka my roommate, was also a waiter and had been a waiter for a good deal of time. He, unfortunately, though, wasn't like me. He was comfortable. Yeah, he was comfortable. He enjoyed the waiter life. No problem. It worked for him. But what I didn't enjoy was when we would come home, he didn't enjoy it. He would sit. He would soak. He would cry. He would get angry. He would throw things. His Response to it was to get drunk, snort cocaine. Hmm. Typical loser shit. So one day I asked him, I said, hey, former roommate, former friend. I said, what are you going to do about getting out of this job? He looked at me and said, I don't know. But I got to do something. It was at that point. I told myself I can no longer be a Latin. I can no longer sit back and hope that I don't know. The girl will come into my life and just be who I want her to be. And I can wish it and, and get it. No. No, 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 no. I need to be that type of a Latin. I needed to be active. 
let me take Aladdin out of this allegory and let me just replace it with time. Time promises nothing. Time also gives us nothing but age. Time is not unlimited and time does not care how much of it you want. And that's what I had to learn when I was a waiter. No one was going to come find Uncle Puche. No one was going to come looking for me. No, no one was coming looking for me. No one was checking for me, boo. This is when I had to learn. I had to humble thyself. I had to become something I had never been in my whole life. I had to become okay with not being guessed on. Now, this was difficult because, as I said, when I was being Aladdin and I was wishing and wanting it, I kind of had an understanding that I needed to let go of the Gaston, but I would hope it to hell I could still be the man and still, you know, wish for good things. And I realized, no. You got to be one or the other. So I softened up my approach. And I let a young lady into my life. And I had known her for, oh man, some time. But see, when I was too busy being Gaston, in my head, I believe there will always be another beauty. There's always going to be another beauty. And <laughs> when I sat with myself, and I realized that this whole time you think you Gaston, my boy, you ain't even Jafar. I wasn't as intimidating as I thought I was. I didn't have the juice like I thought I was. I didn't have anything. I actually had nothing. Because what I neglected to tell you all is while I was a waiter, that was my only job. And I was only working part time. While living in the great area of Southern California. So let's do the math on this. You're right. I had no money. <laughs> I was broke. Hence the wish it and want it. But another thing I neglected to tell you guys was I wasn't broke and lonely. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I was just broke. I was just broke. I was just broke. But luckily, God had blessed me. You see, because I was Aladdin. In the positive way as well, I had the girl. But I did it without the lies. I did it without the deceit. I did it without the, 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 uh, the genie wishes. No, I, I did it without pretending I was a Prince Charming. And just did it with being charming. My fiance inherited me in a situation where I was a man who was broke, but not broken. And that was the biggest deal. Not saying I don't have my own issues that I suffer with. Not saying that I don't come from problems. 
I'm not saying that I'm not working on the problems. I'm not saying that the people that I came from didn't do the best to help me with these problems. I'm just saying to you, if you guys really, really want to, I don't know, push for a relationship, it's probably best you try to come a little bit more on the broke side than the broken. Because I've learned that a woman will help you if you're broke. She'll stand by you if you're broke. She will support you for some time if you're broke. But if you are broken, well, that's not her job. He is not a uh, fixer-upper. Her job is not to fix you. And if you are a woman trying to fix a man, I need you to tell you that you do not have a man. If that man is requiring you to fix him, he is not your man. Because if he cared about you, he would work on fixing himself. And that's how I knew I loved my woman. When she inherited me, my situation was very bad. It's very bad. And I lost my car and my job in a matter of 30 days. So not only has she inherited a broke man, you guessed it, she inherited a broke man who doesn't even have a fucking car. Amongst other issues that I had living in my situation I was living in wasn't a good situation. I thought I was living with someone who was a friend, wasn't a friend, ended up having a drug problem. If you know who you are, you know who you are. I hope that you get some help. I do hope that you get some help. But in wrapping this up, if you don't mind me bragging about my woman a little bit, I want to say that I enjoyed this ride I want to say that like everything I went through to get to her was worth it and I enjoyed it and I loved it and I'm here to tell you I'd be lying I did not enjoy it I regret a lot of things and I know people always say well if you didn't go through it you wouldn't be with her no shit Sherlock this still doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. I would like to avoid some or would have liked to have avoided some of that hardship. And looking back on it, I could have. I mean, I knew her for a year and some change. Why didn't I pursue forward? Oh, because I was being Aladdin. <laughs> and I was hoping that something was going to just fall into my lap. Because... My woman, too, came to me in not a perfect state. And for the first time in my life, I looked past whatever those things were because I, too, had things I needed to work on. And so it became abundantly clear to me that not only was I in love with this woman, well, I also needed to marry her because who else was going to deal with this bullshit? <laughs> if I could just just for 30 seconds, just go out there and tell a good amount of you, you're full of shit. You're full of it. I know your mama told you you're beautiful. I know your daddy told you you're the prize. I know I know you got put on a pedestal by your Nissan Altima driving mama because, you know, the dude who dresses like you ran out on her. But you're full of it. You're full of it. You're fucking full of it. You're full of it. 
I'm sorry. I just got to keep saying that. You're full of it. I knew I was full of it when I realized that I came to a woman who accepted me as a broken man <clears throat> and a broke man, and she was okay with it. I had no redeeming qualities outside of the fact that she may have found me physically attractive. I couldn't believe it. And for the first two to three months, I was in. I couldn't believe it space. Meaning I, I just would be like, wow, you like me? I don't have a car. You like me? I don't have no money. Love doesn't care. Love does not care about your current situation if they can feel the progression. That's how we connect episodes back from one to another. Remember that word progression? I talked about that at the beginning of the other episode. But to close it out, I'll step on that a little bit more. Progression was needed by myself emotionally and mentally in order to mature. I had no intentions of getting in a relationship when I moved here a year and two months ago. Although I had known my uh, now fiance, then girlfriend for about a year and a half at the time, we met in December, 2019. I'll let her come on and tell you guys how we met, but I had no intentions of getting into a relationship. None. Let it be known, I was going to do my thing. I was wishing that things would go my way. And then, you know, I'll land where I want to land. My aunt, Celestine, a.k.a. Swaggy C., she put a bug in my ear right before I, I moved to L.A., maybe a month before I moved here. And she, she reminded me that the only way I was going to be able to obtain a relationship worth having is if I learned how to be less selfish. This blew my mind because I had did so many things for people. I couldn't understand why one would believe me to be selfish. And then I realized everything I did for these people was all just being done for me. I never did anything for people out of the goodness of like, hey, you really need this. I'm here for you. I mean, I did. I did actions, but I didn't do them without complaining. So therefore, I don't think I did them from a wholesome place. And so it dawned on me. I couldn't <laughs> receive love because I wasn't giving it. I was out here wishing and wanting a woman to treat me right and I couldn't even give what I wanted. Aladdin. Can't wish for the progression, my boy. You can't wish for the progression. You got to deal 
with the reality of the situation. If you a poor motherfucker, you a poor motherfucker. You work so you're not a poor motherfucker no more. You don't rob, you don't steal, you don't scam. No, work, motherfucker. If you feel like your situation ain't improving, I understand. I, I can't give you no secret sauce to help you improve your situation. But I stand before you, a man who can assure you that your situation can be improved with a different mindset, not with a genie. Those aren't real. At about 90 days in, I felt this feeling amongst myself, like over myself. I felt this feeling of hating. I felt this feeling in my chest that I always would feel. And I, 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 I know what this feeling is now, but I didn't know what it was because so I was anxious. It had gotten to the point now where it was do or die. And every relationship I had been in prior, die. No do. Just die. And I said to myself, why am I self-sabotaging this? Fear? Don't know. I have no idea. But I do know that I was happy that for once in my life, I didn't do what was comfortable. For once in my life, I didn't live in la-la land. For once in my life, I didn't let my Gaston-type attitude overshadow my actual feelings by pretending to be a hard rock when I really am a gem. I didn't pretend to be somebody I wasn't when I really knew it was all going to catch up to me. I just was myself. I was just myself. And I don't know, maybe this video may not even get that many views. Maybe this audio may not get that many like listens. I don't give a damn. All I'm saying is, is that you too. <laughs> can become Aladdin and get the girl without the genie. You just got to learn how to be yourself. All right, man. Look, check this out. Thank you so very much for sticking around. But I got to tell y'all something real quickly. Your boy, your uncle, Pooche. I'm gone. I'm out. Um, I'm going to be back next week with a very special episode. But after that, I'll be gone for some time. I think for the rest of this year, which in reality is a Mm, by the time this shit drops, like three weeks. But yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I don't feel good. Not in the, the medical sense. I just, I'm tired. Y'all know how that shit go. Motherfuckers be tired and gotta get. Um, I'll be back, man. And I'll be back with my fiance. Hey, hey, hey. You guys will get to see what she looks like. And if you follow me on social media, you already know what she looks like. You already know who she is. Shout out to you, the aunt. I love you, baby. But uh, bigger, more shout outs to you, family members. I can't believe that we have done uh, a YouTube page now. I can't believe that we have did comedy specials. I can't believe that we live in Southern California and people recognize us. I can't believe any of this. I can't believe any of this until I can believe it because this hasn't been uh, a cakewalk. These last three years has been have been a, a roller coaster ride. And a lot of the times I've wanted to deeply get off this ride, but I didn't because of you all, because the few people listen, for the few people who support, and you know, whoever you know likes my content. I I do it for I, I do it for you all. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know how many are out there, and honestly, I don't give a damn because as long as there's one, there's one person to do it for. So 
Again, whether there's 1,000 people or one person listening to my content, I thank you so very much. I am at the current moment when this drops, I'm at 32 subscribers on YouTube. You can say what you want about that. You can say that's small, but guess what? That's a that's a classroom. That's a that's a that's a classroom. That's a classroom of people who you know are subscribed to my page, and we're almost to a thousand followers too on Instagram. <laughs> Gotta clap it up, baby. It's the little things. It's the progression. Again, I know I'm not big time. I know I'm I'm a nobody, but I'm a somebody going somewhere. And you listening to this, you too are somebody going somewhere, going to do something with someone who loves and cares about you deeply. You just got to keep your wits about you. You just got to keep the positive attitude. You got to keep the ability to laugh. You got to be able to cry through the pain, but be able to understand there's going to be a better day. Okay. I'm your uncle P. I love you. I don't know when I'm going to see or hear from you ever again, but I just want you to know if tomorrow was the last day on earth, I appreciate everything that we've been through together. I'm out. Six feet under. Six feet under podcast.